You're listening to Khan Podcasts. You're listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel, Wednesday, March the 29th, 2023. This is Nomi Sego with the top news at this hour. Tensions between Jerusalem and Washington over the Israeli government's judiciary overhaul. U.S. President Joe Biden says he has no plans to invite Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to Washington in the near term. In remarks to reporters yesterday, Biden said he is very concerned by the political turmoil in Israel and hopes Netanyahu will act in a way to work out a genuine compromise, but that remains to be seen. Netanyahu responded in a statement that Israel is a sovereign country which makes decisions by the will of its people and not based on pressures from abroad, including from the best of friends. Netanyahu added that his administration is committed to strengthening democracy by restoring the proper balance between the three branches of government, which we are striving to achieve via a broad consensus. Against the backdrop of the tensions with Washington, Prime Minister Netanyahu also announced today that Israel will enter the U.S. visa waiver program in September 2023, allowing Israelis to travel visa-free to the United States, which currently is not possible. Netanyahu said that Israel has completed the legislative requirements for receiving the exemption for U.S. visas, and in the coming months, Israel will meet the additional requirements. At the presidential residence in Jerusalem, the dialogue on the changes to the judiciary resumed this morning. President Isaac Herzog met with representatives from the Ra'am and Hadash Tal parties, as well as a team from the Labor Party. Last night, President Herzog met with teams from the coalition and the Yeshatid and National Unity factions from the opposition. The presidential residents said that the discussions were held in a good atmosphere. The Achim Laneshek Brothers in Arms reservist movement that has been at the forefront of the protests against the government judiciary overhaul says that the prime minister must announce today and not with a wait that he is leaving Defense Minister Yoav Gallant in his role. We cannot be a country with a defense minister on probation. Our struggle stems from deep concern for the security of Israel, and we expect the prime minister to prove that Israel's security is still important to him and not just a desire for unrestrained power, the movement said. The movement said that Gallant fulfilled his duty and his dismissal was a strategic and security mistake. Israel overnight successfully launched the OFEC-13 satellite on a Shavit launcher from a test site in the center of the country. The satellite has day and nighttime imaging capabilities and can operate in any weather and visibility conditions. The head of the Defense Ministry's Space and Satellite Administration said initial indications from the satellite are very good. The president of the Israel Aerospace Industries said that the satellite can orbit the Earth once every hour and a half on a route that also passes over Syria and Iran. The thwarting of the terror cell in Athens. Israel's ambassador to Greece, Noam Katz, says that there is understanding in Europe that Iran is the engine of terror and instability and action must be taken against Tehran 
But Israel and the European countries disagree on how to act against Iran. Asked by Khan if all the suspects allegedly involved in the plot to attack Jewish centers in Athens had been arrested, Katz responded that to his understanding, this matter, with the arrest of two Pakistani nationals, has been closed. But the ambassador stressed that there is still a need to remain alert as there is a possibility of other attempts to attack Jewish and Israeli targets. In a rare statement yesterday, the Mossad acknowledged that it had aided Greek authorities in the probe of the terror network that was uncovered. Finally, archaeology antiquities authority excavations in Ashkelon uncovered a 6,000-year-old copper fishing hook, possibly one of the oldest in the world, that was apparently used for fishing sharks and other large fish. The excavation directors noted that more ancient fish hooks found previously were made of bone and were much smaller than this one, which measures about six and a half centimeters long and four centimeters wide. The use of copper began in the Chalolithic period when there were large villages around Ashkelon whose economy was based on pasturing of livestock, cultivation of wheat, barley and legumes, and the tending of fruit orchards. The artifact was uncovered during salvage excavations ahead of the construction of a new neighborhood and will be exhibited for the first time next month at the 48th Archaeological Congress. The weather outlook, much colder tomorrow with unseasonably low temperatures, light local rain from the north to the northern Negev, Friday still cold for the time of year. The maximum temperatures today in the main centers, Jerusalem 16, Tel Aviv 19, Haifa 17, Beersheba 19, and in a lot going up to 30 degrees Celsius. That's the news from Khan Reka, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Join us at 8 p.m. Israel time for our one-hour news program. You can tune in at 101.3 FM, the Khan website, and the Khan English Facebook page.